Welcome to Worship on the Way to Work, a podcast about connecting with God in our workplaces. My name is Cara Martin. I'm a lecturer, speaker and author of the Workship Books. My name is Stephen Field, Senior Pastor of Canterbury Baptist Church in Melbourne, Australia. Whatever work you do, whatever work means to you, let's take this moment to remind ourselves that God is with us. We are here to worship God. The God who is revealed to us in Jesus and the God who has sent his Holy Spirit to us so the life of God might flow from us. We are here to remember that all we do is an act of worship to God. Our diligence is a gift. Our faithfulness is an act of service. Our labor is our investment into creation. As we enter our working day, we do so with faith and with hope, knowing that God is glorified when we offer our work to Him. Let's start by acknowledging God's presence. Thank you, God, creator of the world, that you have made us in your image, the image of a worker. Help us to be aware of your desire to work through us today, empowered by your spirit and modelling Jesus. Amen. Today, as we prepare to start our working week, let's hear the words of Psalm 107, verses 1 to 9. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Those He redeemed from the hand of the foe, those He gathered from the lands, from east and west, from north and south, Some wandered in desert wastelands, finding no way to a city where they could settle. They were hungry and thirsty, and their lives ebbed away. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way to a city where they could settle. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for humankind. For he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. Our Bible reading for today is from Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 10 to 18. In this section, there is a warning that we will go about our work and our life and become comfortable and complacent, forgetting that all we have comes from a good God. Hear the word of the Lord. When you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God, failing to observe his commands, his laws, and his decrees that I am giving you this day. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, when you build fine houses and settle down, and when your herds and flocks grow large and your silver and gold increase and all you have is multiplied, then your heart will become proud 
And you will forget the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. He led you through the vast and dreadful wilderness, that thirsty and waterless land with its venomous snakes and scorpions. He brought you water out of hard rock. He gave you manna to eat in the wilderness, something your ancestors had never known, to humble and test you so that in the end it might go well with you. You may say to yourself, My power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth, and so confirms his covenant, which he swore to your ancestors, as it is today. There is a growing movement around the world called Business as Mission, sometimes referred to as BAM. It is a concept that God can use business for good purposes, to sustain creation, grow wealth, create good products and services, provide for many families, and transform communities. Jeffrey Van Duzer offers some compelling reasons why business can be used by God for good. He says, first, business appears to be uniquely well-situated to work the fields, to cause the land to be fruitful and to fill the earth, what we might in modern parlance characterise as to create wealth. Secondly, business is the dominant institution, although obviously not the only one, equipped to provide organised opportunities for meaningful and creative work. Business's mission is linked to the concept of a kingdom business, which is seeking to conform a business to biblical principles. Mike Bayer, who himself has been part of the initiation of hundreds of kingdom businesses around the world, uses the following framework in his book, Business's Mission, The Power of Business in the Kingdom of God. He says a kingdom business is vocational, something to which God has called us. It recognises that Jesus Christ is Lord of all the earth and everything in it, as we read in Colossians 1. Indeed, everything is held together in Christ. Secondly, he says a kingdom business is intentional, something for which God has a specific purpose, which we must discover and live out. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, we are told that God has created good works for us to do, and we should discover that kingdom purpose for our organisation as well. Thirdly, he says a kingdom business is relational. An organisation is the means by which we can fulfil the two great commands, honour God and serve people. Relationships are primary in God's kingdom, and organisations are a unique way of nurturing relationships and learning how to relate. And finally, a kingdom business is operational, and we need to be aware that how we operate our organisation impacts on and reflects the kingdom. Our operations are our ways of serving God and others, and we need to ensure that we do not send a mixed message of what God is like, and positively, we can be a foretaste of the kingdom. The foundation of seeing organisations as missional is that business is good, which is a counterintuitive idea for many Christians. There has been a misplaced biblical understanding where business has been seen as the enemy of God's care for creation and the poor. 
It is also related to our mistranslation of 1 Timothy 6.10 that money is the root of all evil. In fact, Paul says, the love of money is the root of all evil. When we replace love of God with anything, including money, we open ourselves up to the temptation of sin. In the same way, business can be an instrument for good or evil, depending on whether it is used to honour God or honour profit or wealth for their own sake. Our reading from Deuteronomy warns us that we may be tempted to rest in our own strength and be proud of what we have achieved in business. However, we need to remember that it is God who is the source of every good thing. It says, quote, But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. If we work with God in the organizations that we are in, we can reveal to others what the kingdom of God is like. Organizations can reveal the kingdom. Let's come to God in prayer. Wherever you are in this moment, whether on public transport or in your car or at your workplace, quiet your mind and focus your heart. And let's pray. Organizations can reveal the kingdom. What elements of a kingdom business does the organization you work for have? Consider this in the light of the framework Mike Bayer presents. Vocational, intentional, relational, operational. Share your thoughts with God. Are there any ways you can influence the organization you work for to more reflect the kingdom? Ask God to reveal what He is doing in your workplace now. Now imagine God is with you right now. Maybe imagine God seated next to you asking, So, how's your week looking? What do you want to tell God about your working week ahead, and particularly any new understanding about kingdom organizations?
to the God who created wealth. You made our worlds with the ability to be abundant. You made us in your image with the ability to share that abundance. Help us to be more aware of the practice and purposes of the organizations we work for. Help us to find ways to influence them for your good and for the good of others and for the good of the earth. Guard our hearts from pride and cultivate in us a spirit of gratitude for all that we have. Help our organizations to be places where we can reveal more aspects of your kingdom. Amen. Now I want you to think about the organization that you work in. Think through how much you can influence it so that it reveals more of the kingdom. Maybe you can only shape your office. Maybe you can do that by bringing some fun or maybe something beautiful. Maybe you can only influence your team, seeking to help others have opportunities to flourish or building your relationships with them. Maybe you can influence your whole organisation, helping it to have a focus of serving others and being generous. We have heard the word of the Lord. We have been reminded that organisations can reveal the kingdom. We have come before God in prayer, bringing ourselves and our workplaces before Him. So now it's time to go to work. Go into your day confident that the presence of God is with you. Thank you for listening to Worship on the Way to Work. If you'd like to meet Kara and Stephen and be part of a community of people seeking to connect with God in their working lives, join the Worship on the Way to Work group on Facebook or LinkedIn. Links are in the show notes. If you know someone who would benefit from listening to this episode, please share it with them now. To offer your support and show your appreciation for what you have received today, you can give at the details in the show notes. This podcast is written and produced by Kara Martin and Stephen Field and is edited by Stephen Field on behalf of Worship on the Way in conjunction with Canterbury Baptist Church, Melbourne, Australia. Bible readings are from the New International Version. Prayer music is by Deep Instrumental, other music sourced through Epidemic Sounds. Now for the benediction. As you enter your working day, may the light and the life of God's Spirit dwell richly with you. May he guide you through this day, protect you from all that might bring you harm, and may you know God's peace. And remember, organizations can reveal the kingdom.